everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies, by the Huskies, presented to you by Manscaped, and brought to you by the On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Ethan Wiles. We're going to break down spring practice. Uh, I was able to get out there on Saturday, and honestly, from what I saw, I know that we weren't able to take videos or pictures, but the team looks very good offensively, defensively, everybody was making plays. It was a pretty even 50-50 split, I would have to say, with a slight a slight nod going to the offense. Coach Hammock said, D, I got offense. But, Ethan, let me check in with you, and then we'll get into today's episode. How are you today, brother? Yeah, it's good. No, I'm glad you were able to get out there. Um, you know, it sucks that I couldn't, but uh, like I said, glad you got out there, and it was a great day for it. Yeah, and if you look at the performance that – the players were able to put out on the field out there on Saturday. You had big plays from guys like Eric Rogers. Rasheen Thomas had a couple sacks. All quarterbacks involved made big plays, but the guy that all eyes were on was Rocky Lombardi, and boy, was he looking good. He was able to make all the throws. He had a couple deep balls, was able to fit into some tight windows. And our guy Tyrese Ritchie picked up right where he left off of last season. From what you've seen with Lombardi's freshman tape at Michigan State and just some of the videos here from practice, what are your expectations for him going into year one at NIU? Yeah, I almost think it's like, you know, obviously you come from a bigger program like Michigan State, a Big Ten program. You come to the MAC and you're going to be the number one guy right away. So I think the the work started early with him and the development really is, is getting stronger with him. So I think uh, Coach Hammock and that offense really deserves a lot of praise for getting into what they want him to be going forward. Yeah, and the offensive line was opening up big big gaps. And, and Clint Rakovich, I, I apologize if I mispronounced it, but the Western Illinois transfer running back. Looked amazing on Saturday. He had two 60-plus yard touchdown runs. He was great in between the tackles. And once he was able to get outside, he is actually pretty damn fast. The guy is built like no other. Like, the guy is swole as hell. So I think that's going to be a good back to pair up with Harrison Way Lee. And Aaron Collins in that backfield is kind of a change of, a change of pace back. But also, like, you know, just a little, a little bowling ball or a little cannonball. The guy definitely has a punch to him. Well, I mean, it only bolsters that running back room. Coach Hammock, obviously, through last season, we know that he's a run-first guy. He wants to be successful on the ground. And, you know, to get a guy like that out of Western Illinois coming up here and seems to be uh, like a successful guy in this offense. So hopefully the run game gets back to uh, where we really saw last year because I think there were a lot of good games last year for Harrison Whaley. And now that you got three-headed monster there, it should be good. Yeah, and if you take a look at the receiver position, Tyrese Ritchie, obviously, you know, the leader from last year, had a great day. He had a, a lot of big grabs. Cole Tucker had himself a, I believe it was like a 45-yard touchdown catch from Rodney Thompson just minutes after dropping a cookie, too. So I know Cole may have been disappointed in himself, but he was able to go out there and fix it right after that. And, you know, looking at guys like Harrison Way Lee and Aaron Collins, they were able to run the ball in a quality way. The defense played well. I don't, you know, from what I saw, Daverne Rainier was not dressed. I do not have a status on him, but I saw a little bit of switching around. I saw Dylan Thomas getting a little bit of time at corner and safety. And I think that's interesting because he played, if you remember, you know, back in 2019, towards the end of the year, Western Michigan in specific, Thomas came in to play safety. He ended up causing, you know, the game-changing fumble in that game that was scooped up by McKelty Williams. That's a guy who was kind of like a Swiss Army knife on the defense. And I'll be curious to see... 
uh, where he fits in this year, whether he'll be, you know, cornerback one or two, or if they, they slide him back there at the safety position, because he does have that versatility. He's got a lot of athleticism to him, and, you know, I think we kind of see it with our counterpart in the Notre Dame podcast with Kyle Hamilton, and we kind of see that in him as well. So, um, you know, he knows where to make plays. He's a smart guy, and just he's got a lot of athleticism in him, and, you know, he'll fly around and make plays to the ball. I was going to say, they even got the curly hair, the, the teen number. I, I think I can see that comparison. I like that. Dylan's a little bit shorter. Kyle Hamilton's very tall for a safety, but. <laughs> yeah, dude comes down and lays a hit. I mean, both of them do, but. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, though, because, you know, I know what we've talked about a little off air. And, and one thing that I really liked from last season was, you know, from game one to game six, the pro progress that Devin Lafayette made. He's starting to become more of a vocal leader on the team in just his second year in the program. I'm sure he'll be still considered a freshman um, by eligibility uh, standards. But, you know, to see a guy come in, earn a starting job his first year, and then become, you know, one of the leaders on that defense is a great thing to see. And I really like the way that Devin has been able to compose himself since he got to campus and the way he's been able to play and be a leader for that secondary. Yeah, I mean, he made flashes last year, too. And he was a lot, he was in a lot of the post-game press conferences. And, you know, I even got to sit down in one of them where it was just him personally. And just to get him, just to get to know him was, you know, he's a great guy off the field character. Um, you know, he's, he's a great guy to this program. And I think he really does stand for what the NIU program you know, the hard way stands for. Yeah. And to be honest, I mean, last year, we all know it, it was the you know worst year in recent NIU football history. And you got to think, you got to ask yourself, you know, those guys think about those six losses. They think about not being able to win, you know, a football game last year. And that motivates them and that drives them. And one thing I will comment on is from an organizational standpoint, from uh, I know where I need to be and I know what's the next drill that I got to go to. Coach Hammock had those guys all firing on all cylinders. I know you remember earlier last season when we had the coaches on, they were talking about how players practice in pods, groups of like six or seven players. So there was about 12, maybe 13, 14 different groups of players. Uh, one group, for example, Jordan Hansen, Josh Earl, um, and I, I can't think of the last guy. And then, you know, you got offensive linemen and defensive linemen in the same group, receivers running with each other. Everybody had a purpose on on Saturday. Everybody was running to the next drill. There was a lot of noise. There was a lot of energy. People were dancing. It honestly felt so good to be back out at Husky Stadium. Probably about 150, maybe 250, you know, fans, parents of the players and people out in the stands. I was not alone. It was a great time. And it, it does feel good. I know, you know, they're just practicing against each other and they're going on thud. But it feels good to see the progress that they have made on the field, whether it's spring practice or week one. Yeah, I mean, I think it adds to the fact that we didn't have this at this point last year. Like spring practice wasn't a thing. We didn't even know if college football was going to be a, a thing. So, you know, I think that obviously the fans coming out was a great sight, but it was a great day. And I think that they, they're ready. They're ready just as much as we are. 
And I will say Matt Ferentz was out there. He was kicking. He was doing drills for those of you that saw uh, the Coach Hammett cut-up video where he's like, I can never find you when I need you to punt. Him and Tom Foley were both punting. And, and I'm going to be honest, I haven't really seen Tom Foley punt in a, a practice or a game for that matter because Ferentz is, you know, our number one punter. The guy has a pretty good leg. I, I thought he was he was putting them at or around sometimes longer than the same distance that uh, – or longer than the distance that Ference was. So to see that they were able to recruit that position while Ference is, you know, in his later years and have that next man up makes me feel real comfortable about that third phase when Ference, you know, finishes up here at NIU. Hey, special teams wins games. And I think that, like you said, if you're able to build the position now and develop it a little bit, I mean, you can only imagine what kind of potential, you know, he has going forward. Yeah, so to take you guys through the practice for – I would say probably about the first half hour, warming up, doing just regular, small, non-hitting drills, just trying to get the body warmed up and moving. And then they went into a little bit of a one-on-one period with uh, wide receivers and defensive backs. They had some team scrimmage periods. They had short yardage. Uh, They had game situations, you know, where they're driving down the field on the defense. And overall, like I said, offense made some plays. There were some interceptions. There were some sacks. There were some great pass breakups and and fumbles and stuff of that nature. Actually, I don't believe there was a fumble. But the offense, I feel, from the jump, was able to control the tempo. And Rocky Lombardi, he fits the part. He looks the part. He has that that prototypical size. He's a little bit bigger than Ross Bowers. And I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I didn't really know he could run the way he does. And I know, you know, they're full you know, in the full Shug Knight fit, all red, you know, don't touch the quarterback at all in practice. But when the play broke down and and he had to get out of the pocket, he was able to gain yardage and and move the ball. And, And something that we talked about last week in regards to the NFL or in regards to college football is you don't really see that many quarterbacks anymore that aren't able to pick up that first down with their legs. So it's good to see that he has that mobility with him as well. Well, I think that that kind of resembles what Coach Hammock wants to do too. I, I don't think that, you know, there there was a lot of times last year that the pocket broke down on Ross, but, you know, at the same time, Ross could use his legs. So I think that, you know, obviously there's not a, a huge change in offense, but, you know, if he's able to use his feet a little bit and gain yards that way, I mean, with, with, like I said, with the running game that we'll have, with the receivers that we have, with him being able to use his feet, it's just an added weapon. Yeah, and Fabian McCray made some big plays. I think he had a long touchdown on Saturday. Uh, they're looking to get Muhammad Toure more involved in the offense. And, and like you said, getting all of those receivers involved, getting all of the running backs involved, there's a lot of players that can that can contribute to this NIU team. And I think that's the most interesting part about it is – we're not really a star, you know, centric team. We have stars on the offensive side of the ball and guys like Tyrese Ritchie, a special team star, you know, hopefully a future offensive star and Trayvon Rudolph. And then on the defensive side, you got guys like, like Kyle Pugh and, and Devin Lafayette, you know, they have those type of guys. But the thing that I like most about this NIU team is the depth and the ability for those guys that may not be starters to come in and make plays. Well, I think that's a good thing about the Mac, too, is that it's not just Justin Fields taking over a game. It's not just Ian Book taking over a game, for example. You know, you're going to have guys across the board make plays, and it may be guys that you never hear from. I mean, we've seen Maction. There could be six, 
scooping scores in a game for all we know like anyone can make a play out there and I think like you said the depth is there and coach Hammock talks about that a lot if we get closer with our friends over at Bat Rivers before the football season starts and we get some sort of like create your own bet like an on tap create your own bet I want to create like a Huskies on tap Tuesday night scoop and score bet like plus a thousand love that hammer it the Mac, the Huskies on tap match and scoop and score special. So it rolls off the tongue perfectly. Gotta hammer it. <laughs> hammer down. Uh, obviously, the Illinois teams won't be involved, so it'll be like a two-game slate. But that's still 120 minutes of Mac football that you just need one scoop and score with. I like the odds. But real quick, just want to put a quick announcement out there since I did bring up our friends over at Bat Rivers. Mobile registration has stopped in Illinois for all of the sports books. So if you do want to register with our friends over at Bat Rivers, you can still use our promo code on tap, but you have to go on site to register. Ethan and I actually went out there a couple weeks ago to watch some March Madness games, play the tables, play the slots, all that, all that good stuff. And it's a really good location. They have a full bar, they have food. Just about any and every single game that you could imagine in a casino. Plenty of different options for sports betting. And then they have like an entire wall that is just a TV with, you know, recliners, couches, all sorts of stuff. So it's a really great spot to get your, you know, your sports betting or your regular betting on at. And then two, while, you know, we're kind of at a break, let me just take a moment to, to tell you about our friends over at Manscaped. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Got Bush? You definitely do. If you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor today, Manscaped, after using these life-changing products, you're going to want to join a Ballsack Beauty Contest. I'm looking out for you, too, because I also have an exclusive 20% off discount. Use promo code ONTAP at Manscaped.com when you're checking out to receive 20% off and free shipping on your order. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game with the Perfect Package 3.0 Kit. The Perfect Package 3.0 Kit comes with the Essential Lawnmower 3.0. It's waterproof, it's a cordless body trimmer, and there are a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your perfect grooming routine. They have the ball toner and the ball deodorant, and it'll make sure that you'll stay fresh with your below-the-waist need. Like I said before, check out our friends over at Manscaped, and when you're checking out, use promo code ONTAP. You'll receive 20% off and free shipping. It's 2021, and if you still got Bush, change that with Manscaped. Back over to NIU football and, and, and just regular NIU news. I do want to bring it up, um, especially after having trending on the on the show last week. TC's transferring, bro. Tyler Tyler Cochran is gone. Uh, he entered the transfer portal almost like the day after we interviewed Trendon. So that one kind of hits hard. Um, I believe it's due to the fact of, you know, NIU recruiting and having a commit from uh, to transfer from Tulsa who also plays guard. So I don't know what the exact reasoning behind Tyler Cochran transferring, but he is out at NIU. Well, I think we saw it with the football team too. It's a coaching change, and I think that that kind of thing happens. But on the other side, we did get a big transfer from Arizona State. So yeah, on the other side of that, Arizona State transfer, Chris Osteen coming to NIU, Coach Berno bringing him over from. Uh, from the Sun Devils, so he's a six-nine big man who will have two years of eligibility left um, at NIU. So on a, on a, on a sad note that uh, the TC is gone, we get a big guy in return. So yeah, and, and like I said before, you know we're going we're gonna to be getting Keyshawn Williams from Tulsa, who was actually from you know the Chicagoland area. He was one of the high, highest-ranked players. He ended up 
going to Tulsa. But for whatever reason, it didn't work out. And he said the opportunity to play close close to home and help turn a program around excites me. So I really like both of those signings. We wish TC nothing but the best. Hopefully Williams and Chris Ossian are able to step up in a big way because, you know, this last season was a down year with a new coach and a new mindset. Hopefully they're able to get some more wins in the win column. But other than that, it was it was a crazy weekend. Our, our guy Eugene German, friend of the program, was able to come away from the three was it the three by three tournament sponsored by Dos Equis. Uh, they like played three, three, yeah. Yeah, it's a three on three tournament. And if you guys have watched any Eugene German over the last four years, you know he's an ISO maniac. He'll absolutely stare you in your face, take your cookies, shoot it in your face, dribble around, do whatever. Eugene German deserves to be in the NBA. I'm tired of talking about it. Tired of having to write about it. Tired of having to tweet about it. Tired of having to bitch at our friends about it. The kid deserves a shot. He proved it this weekend. Big matching to the moon. It was great to see our guy back out there on the court. The guy won MVP over 10 points in like every single game and was just a walking bucket, high percentage shooting, almost over 50% in every single game. It was amazing to see. I'm so proud of that kid. No, that's what we know he can do. You know, it's unfortunate that he hasn't gotten a shot in the league yet, but I feel like his time is coming. He put on a great performance this weekend, and 50K is a lot of money. 70, bro. They were able to, uh, I think they took home five the first day and then 65 the second day. But in a situation like that where it's like you're you're actually playing for the money, I love it. I absolutely love it. Like, Gino. The, you know, the get fam out movement, he's the guy, even the announcers were talking about putting on for Gary, you know how much he reps his city and you know how much it means to him to go out there on the court and give it everything he's got. I don't care who it is on the other side of the court. I don't care what you want to bet. I'm taking Gino every single time. Gino to the moon. He needs to be in at least the G League. You said he's starting up with the Kokomo Bobcats here in the next week. Hopefully he's able to put together more film and someone takes a shot on him because I promise you they won't regret it. Yeah, I think this would be more full court action too. So I think a little bit more action instead of just the, the half court, you know, yeah. half court park game. Yeah, I mean, ISO is his game, but if you give him a full court, he's shown ability to pull up from the logo. So, I mean... We'll see what happens. We really, uh, it was really good to see him get back out there and just do his thing the way he knows how, and just be able to make more of a name for himself. Because I really think he did kind of get shunned in this draft process. But you know, other than that, I feel you know with the spring jamboree coming up, jamboree, jamboree. I don't know, is it jamboree? I don't know. I can't. I can't pronounce it right. I'm not the pronunciation guy. I think it's like jamboree. Yeah. Either way, it's this Saturday, April 10th. Haven't looked at the weather. It was absolutely beautiful out there this Saturday. Got a little, little chilly towards the end, but you guys know how the DeKalb winds go, whether it's fall, spring, summer, winter. Those things are howling, and it's going to drop the temperature about 10, 15 degrees, no matter what. But get out there. It was socially distanced. People were masked up. It was a great you know, practice last week. It's going to be a little bit more amped up this week. They're going to have skills competitions. There will be more live scrimmaging. There will be in- interviews and on-field MC, all of that stuff. So it'll be a great opportunity to get out there and see what this year's team's going to be all about. I know for sure I will be out there. I'm not 100% sure if Ethan will be out there. If you see us out there, say what's up. We're not, you know, we're not shy people. We love, you know, talking to the fans. And and since we've started this, we haven't really had an opportunity, whether it's a tailgate 
or any sort of live event to get out and meet and greet with our listeners. So as we start to get back to normal, I know Ethan and I can put down a couple beers. We've already talked about taking a game off the press box and an off the media tour to do, you know, a tailgate, on tap tailgate and all that stuff. So we got a lot of stuff planned for this year. Let's just hope that we can get back to some sort of normalcy and we can get those fans back in the stands because that would be amazing. Yeah, I think we will. Saturday was a good start for it and can't wait to get back into Husky Stadium in the fall. Also, can't wait to get out to the big house. That's going to be, you know, a great opportunity to get to a new venue and and honestly one of the the greatest venues in college football. We've said it on this podcast, we'll say it again. We got to go to the big house and beat Michigan. That will be a hell of a story. But we want to thank everyone for listening. We'll be back out there on Saturday. We'll have another episode here for you guys coming next week as well. Shout out to Daniel Crawford, who participated in his pro day. I believe it was last week. Had some great numbers. Saw quite a few teams out there. Hopefully he can land himself an opportunity at the next level. But again, this was Huskies on Tap presented to you by the On Tap Sportsnet. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Huskies on Tap. You can follow Ethan at Ethan underscore Wiles 10. And then you can follow myself at BDON 300. We do appreciate everyone for listening and go Huskies. Yeah. I got dreams of living left in the kitchen whipping magic. I got dreams of living left in the kitchen whipping magic. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for none. I took the heart away. Twelve put me over, coming with the They took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping in hard.